0: Second boy, can you hear me? Get the grape (laughs) bees.
1: That's definitely going to be the intro of our
0: episode. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) I forgot we're recording.
2: And what's amazing is Scott's not even here to hear this. So when he's (laughs) editing the episode,
1: (laughs) I'll get the grapes. I'll see you in a second.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Bye.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where that there reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts, I am Zach, and I am joined as always by my co-host, who is actually looking for Mundungus Fletcher... To sell him a bit of spare acromantula venom. It is my boy Scotty Westside. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. If
3: anyone, you know, has a need for some spare man what do you whatever you call them venom, you know? <laughs> hey, tell them to hit me up.
1: It's Aragog <laughs> come. That's what it is.
3: Yo. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> no. Please no. Uh yeah yeah yeah. I'm doing
1: good. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fucking rad. Hell we're yeah. we're uh we got a special episode going on today. Yes, I'm very excited. It would be it would be a little cheesy if I introduce our guest today. So why don't you and why don't you introduce our guest Scott? Why would it be cheesy? Well, because I have to put up with her every day of my life. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We are joined
3: today by one of my favorite people in the world, not because she's like a lovely, wonderful person, but because she's pure evil and it's hilarious. Uh, Zachary's (laughs) wife, Amanda.
0: Welcome. Welcome to the
1: podcast, babe
0: um thanks um for the record i just want y'all to know that my full legal name is first name my wife last name amanda <laughs> my wife
3: it's true. my wife. Yeah. legally legally i've seen wife, the paperwork yeah. yeah yeah it's very weird when i have to call you by your full name because you know it's like
1: you're not my wife but you know that's your name
2: yeah so I that's have
0: to true do it
1: I thought her name was Salamander. So I I don't know what you're talking about. Salamander's <laughs> also real good.
0: I've got many names. Yes.
1: <laughs> A woman of many names. A woman of many names and many talents. <laughs> yeah. So we are, we're talking Harry Potter today, obviously. And uh, Amanda went and picked some of her favorite chapters of, of our favorite book. Uh, this is your favorite book, right?
0: Uh, I think so. I yeah. like originally I thought it was, um, what's the one serious, <laughs> oh, <you laughs> the prisoner yeah. of basketball originally yeah. I thought it was that one, but after like rereading it, um, I definitely think it's, Half like, Blood it Prince.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Scott, you have rubbed up, rubbed off on me. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry yeah, about he rubbed that. Scott's yeah. rubbed up
3: on you? <laughs> I, I, have, yeah. I have a tendency to do it's that. True. I
1: just get a little frisky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're a little close. Um, but it's okay. Um, no, but like listening to the podcast and listening to like all of your, um, grown ass adult opinions on this child's book, um, made me realize that they're not that great.
2: <laughs> mm, <okay. laughs> There's
0: too much Quidditch, too much fluff in the early ones.
3: Except two, two, as we know is perfect. I mean, it's not, it's yeah. has
1: many, many problems, but it also has Gilderoy Lockhart to balance it out. So you know, you know, it's it's funny that you bring that up because <clears throat> our um our friends Sam and Emily over at Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast, they they asked a question and then they made an episode on this uh asking about like how has your relationship with Harry Potter grown over the years? And uh I thought about that a lot and it's very interesting because I mean I'm always gonna be a Harry Potter fan, but uh doing this podcast, obviously talking to my dipshit best friend over here uh yeah no it's it's definitely it's, a it's definitely dick. a little bit different when you have and i hate stroking your dick although i don't hate <laughs> stroking your dick, but i'm gonna i'm gonna you know we'll do a little circle jerk here but okay Scott's got you know good uh takes on on a lot of writing although i don't agree with a lot of his takes on like uh people like a lot of his opinions well (laughs) i just think he's a real dipshit about people but as far as writing goes there's a lot there's a lot to appreciate when we talk about this stuff and so uh, yeah my relationship with the series has definitely changed so i mean it 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 makes sense that that you kind of feel the same way amanda
3: it's good to know that me being a dick a very overly critical dick about these books has dragged them through the mud in your
0: eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's to the point where, like, so when you guys first started the podcast, like, you were recording like months in advance. Yes. So, yeah, I obviously knew where you guys were at and what you guys were talking about. And so Zach and I started rewatching the movies. Mm-hmm. So, I think you guys were on like Prisoner of Azkaban. But Zach and I were watching like the Deathly Hallows. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, oh, they're doing this podcast. Let me reread the books. So I started from the beginning. So also fair warning, my timeline is fucked up. And so um, (laughs) we could reach like spoiler territory because I don't know what happens at any point during Uh this whole series at all.
1: That's fine. I don't care. You're just all discombobulated from (laughs) from all the different uh, the multiverse of Harry Potter, if you will,
3: yes. going yeah. on. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah.
1: always living in like three separate timelines.
3: Also, <laughs> like the episode I record, the episode I'm editing, the episode I'm listening to. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I feel yeah. It. Makes sense. But uh, so kind of what we were saying here is we're, we're talking some special chapters. Uh, these are Amanda's. Some of Amanda's favorite chapters, because we've we've had a couple chats about this book, and there's a lot of great chapters to choose from, but these are the ones that Amanda was like, that's, that's where I want to be. It took a little bit of fighting <laughs> tooth and nail to get Amanda to agree to come on the show, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I owe it to her to say thank you in front of everybody. Thank you for joining us, because wow. it means a lot. Um, but yeah, no, these are great chapters. I'm super excited to talk about them. Uh, Hopefully Scott has uh, a good reaction to these chapters and we can all get along happily ever after and um,
0: rub up on on each other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the part I'm most looking forward to. But before, before we hop in, just so that we kind of have a baseline, uh, Amanda, why don't you kind of share a little bit about your, your Harry Potter, uh, you know, fandom or your harry potter journey you know being a harry potter fan
0: so i i mean i were basically the same age except you're way older than me <laughs> um so like we we both grew up with harry potter and it's our like age group but i really didn't like watch or read the books until we started dating because you're you and you want people to love mm. the same things that you love so you push hey, that's Harry what Potter onto literally everybody, yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say, so do you remember back in like elementary school, like the AR testing that you yeah. had to do? <laughs> so, Scott was
1: homeschooled, so he would have no idea. Yeah, Scott, wow. you don't understand. Ouch. But basically, Damn. like,
0: <laughs> you have to like they make you read books, and then you have to take a test on them, and you get points for reading books. So like the larger books that you read, you get more points. So in elementary school, I would commission. Some little friends of mine to be like, hey, I see that you're reading Harry Potter. Um, and I need some points. So like you log in under my name and take the test under my name so I can get those points.
3: Yo, hook me up with them points, bro. Yeah. Dude, Douglas so like, Fletcher my- over here, dude.
0: hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. Yeah. So that's my introduction to Harry Potter is having somebody else do the work for that me. I get the credit for it.
3: Is amazing. I yeah, love that. This. Doesn't sound very really Hufflepuff
0: of you. Um, I that is true. I'd like to <laughs> like we all we all know that I am like one hundred percent Hufflepuff, but I'd like to think that like I am point zero 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 one percent Ravenclaw. No, even though that that's sounds like very thing. Slytherin. No, yeah, but like a- Ravenclaw, you're like very like you're cunning, you're quick. That's you're true. Like, Like I use my wits to get these people to like. She
1: used her wits about you.
0: (laughs) But that I agree. That does also sound very Slytherin.
3: Yeah, you dick. That's so (laughs) funny. You were like, "No, I'm not reading that nerd shit." You just take the
0: text. Yeah, exactly. So, like, legitimately, like I had seen the movies through like photosynthesis and osmosis, (laughs) but like only the first couple of movies, Uh and so it wasn't until my sophomore year in high school that like I started reading the books and that's because Zach made me.
1: Cause Zach's the yeah. worst. Yeah, Amanda's gotcha. a plant by mm-hmm. the way. She consumes through photosynthesis. Yeah. I yes. Mean, listen, yeah. That, that checks out. That logic <laughs> so checks you, out. you, you have taken the Pottermore quiz, right? You're, you are a Hufflepuff.
0: Oh, 100%. Like I don't even have to like take any quiz to know that I'm a Hufflepuff.
1: <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Um, right on. That well, makes me so sad.
0: Sad that one of your best friends is and one of your most favorite people (laughs) in the whole world is a Hufflepuff.
3: I I suppose it should make me feel bad because of how much I make fun of the Hufflepuffs. But it's not really me. I'm just relaying what Rowling is writing. She's
2: the Mm -hmm. one that makes fun of them so much.
0: Hufflepuffs are like the perfect support for everybody. They don't ever want to be like head honcho captain um, or like showboaty like um, my husband over Fucking there. Fucking
3: goddamn Gryffindor! But they're
0: like a good uh support system, and I support all y'all. I'm Definitely. not
3: showboaty. So I'm a Ravenclaw.
1: You
0: are so mm. full of
1: shit, Zach. Yeah, you showboaty <laughs> son of a gun. You. I think I've said that I'm uh a Griffin claw or a Ravendor mm. or whatever the fuck kind of. I don't like any of that. Uh, so Amanda, what is
3: your? So this is your favorite book, right? Mm-hmm. Half Blood Prince. Damn it. I told I swore to myself I was killing that joke. Uh, (laughs) And uh, what is your favorite movie?
0: Um honestly, like I love the first two movies, and I will swear by the first two movies. I think they are the perfect, like cozy movie to just watch. And to me, those are like a good Christmas movie. So like kind of like how like everyone is like, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie because technically... Don't
3: even start with me on that. It absolutely
2: is.
0: It's, no, it's not. <laughs> yes. But, like, it's the same thing with, like, the first Harry Potters. Like, they... Christmas happens in the movie. Christmas so they're, happens. They're Christmas movies.
3: <laughs> Christmas is there and present for, like, five minutes, so they're Christmas movies. Yeah. No, Die Hard literally takes place on Christmas Eve. Uh, there are many Christmas themes Mm-hmm, I shouldn't mm-hmm. get started on this. I'll be here.
0: I say now. that, but I've never seen Die Hard. So oh, I can't my really,
3: Lord. Like, yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. You can't talk at all. Yeah. Amanda's <laughs> never seen anything. Actually. That makes
3: me so upset also that you've never
1: seen Die Hard. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Pretty we rough. don't need to
0: talk about that. All right. Fine. Um, we'll talk about that
1: Anyway. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, again, we're fucking pumped to have you on. Hopefully, Scott has a good response to these chapters because I know that they are very dear to you. They are very dear to me as well. Uh, let's let's fucking do this thing, man. Let's jump in here. Yeah, let's
3: jump in. Uh, Amanda, I know you came much more prepared with notes than Zach ever does. So mm-hmm. if you have anything you think I'm not going to touch on or you want to draw specific attention to, please feel free to interrupt my dumb ass and, uh, you know, let me know what's up. So
2: to, yeah.
3: s- to start off, so chat where we last left off, we're doing chapter 22 through twenty. 20- uh, four, four, correct. Thank you, Zach. Uh, and I was trying for the life of me to remember where we last left off, and I <laughs> even went back to last week's notes to check, right? The last notes, and I was like, "What is? Ha- I don't remember any of this. What is happening in this book?" <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose part of that is because we did take a week off recording, but um, yeah, it seemed like it was just a bunch of hairy. Being obsessed with finding Draco yeah, in the Room yeah. of Requirement. the, the is last
1: that... main thing that, that we got was was Harry realized that uh Draco's using the Room of Requirement. Okay. And and gotcha. Harry has been spending a lot of time outside the room of requirement trying to get in, uh, instead right. of focusing on how to get the memory from yes. old slughorn.
3: Yeah, he he really after Dumble really shamed his bitch ass big time and he was like i swear i'll get the memory professor (laughs) then immediately just ignores that and becomes obsessed
1: with something else yeah amanda came up with a fantastic uh name for uh slughorn what's that
0: (laughs) slughorn leghorn (laughs) that's true i can totally hear him being like
3: i
1: say i say harry you grew a fantastic potion boy yep foghorn slughorn i don't know there's a lot of different ways it could go but it's that's a good I that was is laughing. real good holy <laughs> shit i might just do a foghorn
3: leghorn voice from <laughs> for old horace from now Fuck on yes. Lee 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 okay <laughs> yeah that's happening that's happening all right so so chapter 22 of my first note here so you know how we've talked about this before but you know how in the book it starts with like a little picture at the top of every yeah chapter uh-huh And I just have, is that a dead Aragog picture? (laughs) And then, like, the way the chapter starts, I was just like, yep. Yeah, we got a dead Aragog. uh, And I'm just like, fucking hell, Hagrid. This, my guy is just, (sighs) the things that he does. Uh, He sends them a note to come down after dark for Aragog's funeral. Um, which is just bad news already, but it's especially bad news right now with all the extra security precautions. He, he he even says it doesn't like have to be after dark. That was just like Aragog's favorite time of day. So that's when he wants to <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, because he's a giant, terrifying
1: fucking monster.
3: Well, yes. Also because Hagrid is a giant idiot, bless <laughs> his soul. Uh, Ron and Hermione are rightfully like,
1: fuck
3: that. And they somehow convince idiot Harry not to go for the me for for the now. Ron, uh, Ron hits upon the idea. Good, good for Ronnie boy here. He hits upon the idea of using the old luck potion to get old Horace to spill his beans.
0: Hold on, Why I want to. I want to read that um, interaction word for word.
3: Okay, go ahead.
0: So, Ron like is like telling Harry, "Oh, you need to like use." the luck thing. So Harry's like 57th time. Lucky you think said Harry bitterly lucky said Ron suddenly Harry that's it. Get lucky. What do you mean? Use your lucky potion. Ron that's that's it said Hermione sounding stunned. Of course. Why didn't I think of that? And then my next note word for word is what in the actual Scooby-Doo ass writing was that? (laughs) Like J.K. Rowling I needed to be like, hey, we need to figure out quick how to get uh, Harry to Slughorn. Yeah. And they're like,
3: oh, shit. Harry. Yeah. Also, like, I somehow have to very quickly explain why they haven't thought of this before. Yeah. Because yeah, they're stupid. Because that's, that's they're
2: stupid. Because <laughs>
3: they're stupid. And she has to, like, throw in a line about there about Hermione being like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Because that's the question we'd all be asking <laughs> is, why didn't Hermione think of that? Mm hmm. Ah, uh, that's good stuff, Scooby Doo ass writing. That's very <laughs> funny. Um, Harry d- Harry doesn't want to use the luck potion because he's been saving it. Uh, he's he's dreaming up all these scenarios of how he can use it to somehow get Ginny and Dean to break up. Then he swoops in and gets her, and also somehow gets Ron's blessing. And I'm like, that's a hell of a day that he's like dreaming up with this luck potion. Uh, he's turns having out, little
0: wet dreams.
3: Yeah, he's having his little wee-wee <laughs> dreams about all this. <laughs> turns out he didn't need a luck potion for any of that bullshit, but we'll get to that. I guess part of it he did.
1: Uh, um, I do, really quick, let me hop in here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We learn, just because we've only ever got his name a couple times in passing, I do want to bring a little bit of attention here to more of his character. We get a little bit about um, how you learn of... Uh, a child that was attacked by a werewolf, and he oh, learned yeah, that yeah. it was Fenrir Greyback. Uh, again, uh, I think that's like the third or fourth name drop of this fucker. Yeah, this uh, he's a bad fucker, and uh, I think it's yeah. Uh, H- Harry says, "Yeah, this is the fucking maniac who likes attacking kids." Yeah, uh, and he it's, fucked it's up gross. my guy
3: Lupin, so that's not okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: he he targets kids specifically. I don't, I can't remember if that had been already said but uh he's a fucking pedophile lupin
3: well lupin told harry that i i i think as i recall the way he explained it was like he targets kids so he can kind of indoctrinate them to the werewolf cause early young type thing so yeah that's fucked up um so anyway zach thank you for interrupting because i wasn't finished with that thought but uh hermione is like reminding harry is like motherfucker what could possibly be more important than this that you're saving this fucking luck potion for and harry's like fine i'll do it if i can't get him <laughs> to tell me this afternoon i'll
1: use it tonight uh he's such an idiot
3: there's only three people in this potions class because of the apparition test i think it's him draco and uh ernie ernie not that any of this is important <laughs> but harry notes that malfoy looks real fucking rough and he thinks it's because his mission is going so poorly uh and he's like he uh, sucks to be you draco i'm not so sure i think there's more at play here with draco
0: it Layers. specifically says he's looking thinner and paler
3: yes i don't know what I, I don't know i don't have many theories on this but i guess my theory is harry's always wrong so i think there's more to it than that preach uh harry uses mr prince's notes to brew up a perfect euphoria potion i'm pretty sure my drug dealer just calls it ecstasy but i guess we're gonna go with euphoria here (laughs) you mean mundungus Uh, yeah mundungus is definitely my drug dealer uh so the plan so anyway he fails what's his a uh, Horace runs out uh before he can talk to him so so the plan for that night is he's just going to take a bit of the potion because he won't need that much time to get the memory from Horace Harry takes it and is like okay cool I'm off to help Hagrid with his spider funeral and they're like what the <laughs> fuck and he's like no 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 don't worry about it I got this I got this He he jumps under his invisible cloak doesn't he say,
1: and, "Uh, well, Felix has it or something like
2: that? Yeah, like,
3: he keeps referring so
1: to like Felix, like, oh, Felix is guiding me. And it's like,
3: dude, Felix is not a person. It's just the name of the goddamn <laughs> potion, you big weirdo. Uh, Anyway, Lavender gets real pissed at Ron because... Uh, the three of them come down from the boys dormitory, but
1: she can't see <laughs> this Harry. Is a good string of events. So it's it, this good. This is so stupid. It's so funny. Like it's just <laughs> like a domino effect of dumb shit. It's real dumb.
3: The even dumber thing is here. Ginny gets real pissed at Dean because as he's going out the portrait <laughs> hole, he like bumps her and Ginny fucking blames it on dean and apparently he's always trying to help her through the portrait hole and she like gets pissed at that this is so stupid (laughs) i mean
1: it just sounds like like she's like she's gotten to a last straw like every like to that point where like every little thing annoys her yeah i mean obviously
3: there is more at play here than them breaking up because harry fucking bumped her but
1: but this is felix man yeah felix made it happen he just gave him the extra little push fuck felix man it's real <laughs> dumb.
2: it's a real real dumb.
1: hey i would fuck felix too man
3: <laughs> uh so harry skips his way down to the vegetal pa- ve- vegetable wow vegetable patch i don't know what just happened there
1: vegetables you turning uh, british because you're reading harry potter yes
3: that's exactly what's happening eat your vegetable and then i did it wrong i couldn't even do it <laughs> what <wrong>. the
0: fuck <laughs> i mean a strong uh he's
3: he's he's just skipping along singing some walking on sunshine hey i
0: picture him you know that meme of leonardo DiCaprio where he's like strutting down the like the street in his suit (laughs) no i I don't know that
1: wall street right
0: it's like wolf of wall street or maybe even like inception
3: I was picturing him more as like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man three, where he's like walking down the street, doing like finger guns and <laughs> yeah. stuff like
0: that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> or 500 days of summer, like mm-hmm. uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt walking I've down, doing that. that musical number. You've not seen, seen that. It. No, That's,
2: it's actually good. Wow. Well, good. You've Amanda never seen
3: it. Jojo rabbit. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's, that's
2: a discussion from another podcast.
3: Uh anyway, he's he goes on down there and he meets horus along the way. And um he's like, Oh hey, what's up, man? I'm just going to see Hagrid Barry the spider. Wanna come? <laughs> and horus is like, oh shit, yeah, their venom is worth a fuck ton. Let me just go get some empty bottles. Bro, uh oh, and also I think he he's wearing some goofy, like, tie. So he's like, this probably isn't appropriate for a spider funeral. Let me go put on proper mourning colors. So <clears throat> Harry gets down to Hagrid's shack, and a bawling Hagrid explains to him. Like, Harry's like, hey, are we going to bury him in the forest? Hagrid's like, no, nah, I, I can't even go in there anymore, because the other spiders will eat the absolute shit out of me. Uh, if I go back into the forest, can you believe that? <laughs> Harry's like, yeah, no, definitely. I can absolutely believe that. <laughs> uh, apparently, it was only Aragog's orders uh, keeping uh, Hagrid safe all
1: this time. But I, I do want to clarify for future plot hole uh, syndrome that uh-huh. it's going as deep into the forest. Yeah,
3: it's it's a specific part of the forest. Okay. I, I, I do all realize right. that. I just, yeah.
1: Okay. Um,
3: so, uh so, yeah, so the slughorn comes down and <laughs> he feeds Hagrid a line about, you know, oh, I'm here f- to help you with your troubling time. And Hagrid balls it. And <laughs> Dude, it. This is such
1: a <laughs> fucking I, I do want you to know, I think it's a great interaction in the book just because it's so wonky and just weird. Yes. But this is this is maybe the only section of the movie that I think is better in the movie than in the book. Really, it's so, so good. funny, dude. Is it handled like very goofily? Yes. Like, okay, yes. Like, that's... like it's almost like if Harry's drunk. It's so funny, yeah. dude.
3: Okay, that's good because that's the tone that should be here. It should be like dumb and goofy as hell. It's very it, good. It I is. I
1: really enjoy it.
3: Like I I I had kind of enjoyed this here in the book too, though, because it's just like, it's we get this amazing speech here from old Horace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because like Harry's thinking he's like, boy, he must have got a lot of good quality venom from Aragog because he's (laughs) like he's like smiling and he like steps up and he's like, oh, wait, I got to do my Foghorn Leghorn voice now. (laughs) Foghorn Slughorn voice. Say I say farewell, Aragog, king of arachnids, whose long and faithful friendship those who knew you won't soon forget. Though your body will decay, your spirit lingers on in the quiet, web-spun places of your forest home. May your many-eyed descendants ever flourish and your human (laughs) friends find solace for the loss they have sustained. (laughs) It's just so ridiculous and I love it. He's got this, like, amazing, elaborate, prepared speech for this fucking giant spider. And Hagrid's just bawling. He's like, that was beautiful. Uh, It's very dumb and I love it. Uh,
0: Both. They mentioned like Harry and Slughorn, like Hagrid is so tall. So the only way they can like console him (laughs) is to like rub his elbow. So they're just sitting there like rubbing (laughs) Hagrid's weenus, like trying to like console him. Weenus.
3: I love a good weenus rub. I know I do. Uh, Yeah, that, that is a good detail. Yeah. They're just like patting and rubbing his, his arm. It's very funny. Um, so, so they go in for, you know, the, uh, for like the, uh, what do you call it? After a funeral, like, um, the reception or whatever, I guess that's more of a wedding. The wake. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're drinking. They're about to get drunk basically. Um, because, uh, old Horace has brought some, some other bottles The ones that aren't full of fucking spider venom, uh, (laughs) full of booze. And he tells Harry specifically, he's like, I've had it all tested for poison. Um, I had a house elf taste every bottle after what happened to your poor friend (laughs) Rupert. (laughs) He calls Ron Rupert. He still doesn't know Ron's name, which is very funny. Uh, And Harry thinks about how pissed Hermione would be if she knew he was like, having house elves poison taste test things but he's like <laughs> i should probably never tell her this so Hagrid and horace get fucking trashed because harry keeps magically refilling their drinks um they sing a little billy joel together because <laughs> only the good young <laughs> um yeah that was good stuff and then haggard passes out and uh harry goes for the kill here like uh the the whole goofy mood gets thrown out the window real quick and i did really appreciate this like yes serious tone shift here like i felt like this was well done he gets he gets real like kind of like melancholy and sad and serious about how his parents died and he's talking with horace here um and uh i i can't even remember how they transitioned to this but Slughorns like uh
1: he tells uh, him the story about the fish, right? And the 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 fishbowl.
2: The fishbowl.
1: Is that so, a movie only? Not
0: I ringing don't think any so bells. They were they were like singing and then uh Hagrid said something. I don't remember what he said. And oh,
3: then... some he Hagrid said something before he passed out about Harry's parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. But anyway, uh, the the part I have here copied is is Slughorn. Harry asks about uh, his mom, and he's like, "I thought you said you liked her." And Horace is like, "Why? Well, I don't imagine anyone who met her would have liked, <laughs>
2: wouldn't oh have God.
3: liked her." <laughs> very brave, very funny. It was the most horrible thing. And Harry's like, "But you won't help her son? Oh, because because Harry has asked him here, basically, like, hey, bro." You need to give me this memory. And um Harry's like, yo, dude, she gave me her life, but you won't even give me a stupid memory. And um Horace is like, he's like, don't say that. It isn't a question. If it were to help you, of course, but no purpose can be served. And Harry's like, it can. Dumbledore needs the information. I need the information. Yeah, here he goes again. He knew he was safe. Felix was telling him the slughorn remember nothing of this in the morning. Uh, I am the chosen one. I have to kill him. I need that memory. And Horace is like, you are the chosen one, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Of course I am. But then he actually says, my dear boy, I don't even have to insert that. But then my dear boy. You're asking a great deal. You're asking me, in fact, to aid you in your attempt to destroy. You don't want to get rid of the wizard who killed Lily Evans. Oh, cut deep. Yeah, so that's sad. that's cutting deep because he fucking adores uh, Lily. Uh, you're scared. He'll find out you helped me. Slughorn said nothing. He looked terrified. Be brave like my mother, professor. That is that is going for the kill. That yep. is. That is the killing blow. Going here. for the jugular right there, yeah. man. Jeez. Yeah. So uh Horace finally kind of relents. He's he's breaking down. He's like, ah, I am not proud. I am ashamed of what of what that memory shows. I think I may have done great damage that day. And Harry's like, You'd cancel out anything you did by giving me the memory. It would be very brave and noble thing to do. So Horace pulls out the memory, you know, with his wand, the whole yanking the memory threads out of his head gives it to harry and tells him not to think too badly of him once he's seen it and then passes out and that's the end of chapter 22
0: what makes that even more like heartbreaking even more heavy is literally every single person who meets harry is like you have your mother's eyes so for horror or yeah so for horace to be sitting there like getting grilled by harry like mm-hmm. trying to get this memory he's basically like staring into lily's eyes
1: right yeah, it's so good sad it's good it's really good man see amanda <laughs> thinks of the 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 nice things there like gotta, gotta get also, it deep in the fields
0: also can we talk about how fucked up harry and slughorn are like they're literally using hagrid <laughs> to like better <laughs> themselves like harry is like fuck yeah i'm gonna go to this burial so that um bring slughorn along so that i can get this memory and then like scott didn't mention it but like okay like slughorn got the venom from aragog but while uh-huh. they're in hagrid's hut he's also like oh that's oh, you yeah. hair. like oh there's all these <laughs> little things so he's like trying to gather all these like little like trinkets from Hagrid and like poor little Hagrid, like just being yeah. a sad baby. Hey, in, crying in Harry's about his defense, spider.
1: He did want to go. And it was, it was, it was Hermione and Ron in, that convinced him. Otherwise. In Harry's defense. That's yes.
3: True. But Horace is basically just yeah, yeah, is like a scumbag kid. only doing it for
1: his own gain.
3: He's like fucking like, you know, he does that amazing speech with, uh for Hagrid after at the funeral, you know, he sings Billy Joel with him. He's getting trashed with him. But then all the time, the whole other times in between, he's like, is that unicorn hair? Shit, man. I'd love to get my hands on some of that. And Hagrid, yeah, is just giving him all this shit. I do feel bad for Hagrid in that aspect. But also, Hagrid, on the other hand, why are you fucking so tore up about this dead ass spider? Come on, buddy. Come on.
0: Because it's a spider friend. It's a A spider. (laughs) It's a little spider.
3: (laughs) It's a little spider, spider Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else there from Chapter Twenty Two you wanted to
1: point out, Amanda? Um, yeah did did I did I fuck up? Is the is the fish thing just in the movie? You, I, don't Amanda, you just the read... I don't remember the fish thing. I don't. know. Okay, I guess it must be in the movie. Wow, that's weird. how it's would like, a that's... fish get involved with this? Um, it's it's actually a really good like so Horace tells a story of how um Lily was one of his favorite students and she gifted him this fish bowl and there was a floating lily on top of it uh and there's a like a goldfish or whatever fish was in it Mm -hmm. and it was an enchantment right like it was an enchant like it would live forever right gotcha and it was just like a cool little work of magic and the night that that his parents were killed that lily was killed uh he looked in the bowl and the fish was gone uh, so he he knew that the magic ouch. ran out because he knew that wow. Lily was dead. It was it's actually a really good like, right. ouch, dude. That's yeah, <laughs> that's so sad. N- that definitely definitely was not in the book. Okay, yeah, then that must, yeah, then really that must cool. I'm crossing my
3: cro- crossing we're the crossing streams?
1: streams.
3: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> can't cross the streams, Zach. I'm just seeing Ghostbusters coming. <laughs> so chapter twenty three,
1: drum roll please. Uh, why? Because this fucking chapter is awesome. <laughs> That's all right. Fuck you. Oh, my God. Fuck God. you, Scott.
3: So Harry goes in, and I appreciate for once, he Harry actually has his priorities straight. He's like, I need to fucking see Dumble about this, like, immediately. I'm shocked he didn't, wasn't like, well, this can probably wait until our next Quidditch game, or after our next Quidditch game, I'm sure, <laughs> uh, which is how he normally, I feel like, would react. So he finally has got his goddamn priorities straight. Uh he 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 taught he's talking to nick and nick tells him that dumbledore is back um i think i have this because there's a uh oh yeah there's a good gag here where nearly headless nick says i had it from the bloody baron who saw him arrive he appeared according to the baron to be in good spirits though a little tired of course where is he, said Harry, his heart leaping. Oh, groaning and clanking up on the astronomy tower. It's a favorite pastime of his, not the bloody Baron Dumbledore. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, he's in his office. Uh, I just thought that was a funny gag. So he runs up to the office. Dumbledore uh, looks extremely tired, but he is very happy that Harry has the memory, and they just jump right the fuck in. They get in immediately. So it's the same memory that was tampered with that they saw before, but obviously this is now the pure, unadulterated what happened what happened memory. Um, They're like, it's like after class, you know, he's leaving and he basically Tom, Tom Riddle asks him, you know, what are Horcruxes type of thing. So Slughorn is like uh, are you just doing this as like a project for defense against dark arts or something? And the riddle's like, No, nah, it's just I saw it mentioned in the book and I'm just curious about it. And Horace is like, Um, well, it can't hurt just to give you an overview, of course, mm-hmm. just so that you understand the term. I say, A horcrux is the word used for an object in which a person has concealed part of their soul. And Riddle's like, I don't quite understand how that works, though, sir. Well, you split your soul, you see, and hide part of it in an object outside the body. Then even if one's body is attacked or destroyed, one cannot die, for part of the soul remains earthbound and undamaged. But of course, existence in such a form... And uh, Harry here remembers Voldy talking about When he was talking in the graveyard about how he was ripped from his body less than spirit less than the meanest ghost but still i was alive and slughorn is basically telling tom riddle like uh yeah this this if you would want this existence tom it's it sucks (laughs) death would be preferable basically and tom presses on though he's like well how do you split your soul and slughorn is like listen like it's not supposed to happen. Your soul is supposed to remain intact and whole. Splitting it is an act of violation. It is against nature. And Tom's like, "But how, dude? Just tell me out." And Horace tells him, "By an act of evil, the supreme act of evil, by committing murder, killing rips the soul apart. The wizard intent upon creating a Horcrux would use the damage to his advantage." He would encase the torn portion. And Tom kind of cuts in here. He's like, in case, But how? And Horace is like, there is a spell. Do not ask me. I don't know. Do I look as though I have tried it? Do I look like a killer? And Riddle's like, no, 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 sir. Of course not. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. And Slughorn's just like, no, it's fine. It's natural to feel some curiosity about these things. Wizards of a certain caliber have always been drawn to that aspect of magic so yeah Slughorn tells him way too fucking much already and yeah Tom mm-hmm. is like still going though he's still digging and he's like hey so 7 is the perfect magical number apparently Um, wouldn't you want to split it into 7 for it to be most effective Horace is like regretting having this conversation entirely now uh, but he's kind of too far down this road. He's like, fuck, dude. Isn't killing once bad enough? Splitting your soul seven times? Fuck. Don't talk about this ever. It's forbidden at Hogwarts. Uh, Dumble, he says in particular, is
2: fierce about it. About this being very bad news. So, um,
3: that's basically the end of that. And they come out of the memory. Dumble says this basically confirms the the theory he had been working on since harry handed him riddle's diary uh the destroyed diary from book two another callback another callback to book two the one uh harry stabbed with the uh basilisk fang um that was a horcrux that diary was a horcrux Dumble says what didn't make sense to him at the time was how he wanted it to be found to be used as a weapon. He's like Horcruxes are meant to be hidden and kept safe. They wouldn't do much good otherwise. Mm-hmm. So he must have had more than this one. This is what tipped and Dumble off to basically Voldy having multiple Horcruxes. Multiple, the, right. the the fact that he was willing for this one to be so easily discovered. Um, and this is Dumble talking here. He says, "Then you told me two years later." then on the night that Voldemort returned to his body he made a most illuminating and alarming statement to his death eaters i who have gone further than anybody along the path that leads to immortality that was what you told me he said further than anybody and i thought i knew that he what he meant though the death eaters did not he was referring to his horcruxes horcruxes in the plural harry which i do not yet believe any other wizard has ever had yeah it fitted lord voldy has seemed to grow less human with the passing years and the transformation he has undergone seemed to me to be the only only explainable if his soul was mutilated beyond the realms of what we might call quote-unquote usual evil so this is the reason i guess that Voldy looks like snake
1: face dude i mean that's the explanation as to why he doesn't look like a normal man uh okay. i'm sure i'm sure there's a huge part of it that's just like character like you know what i mean like that's they just want that to be like his image because he's obsessed with slytherin and right. yeah, he had a snake like and whatever he gets but-
0: botox weekly <laughs> <He> gets <laughs> botox <laughs> don't talk about that <laughs>
1: yeah he's gonna go have one of those procedures where he splits his tongue into <laughs> yeah little, you know
3: Ugh. Yeah, is is so basically what, what I understood here is Dumble's basically saying out he's like he's mutilated his soul so badly that this has led to this fucking transformation where he he looks like a fucking penis, uh basically. Right. Um <laughs> and um Harry's like, so he's made himself impossible to kill by murdering other people. Why wouldn't he make a sorcerer's stone or steal one? If he was interested in immortality, and I was like, I believe I've asked Zach this like exact question before. Um, and Dumble is basically like he doesn't want to have to rely on, uh, what is it called—the elixir of life or whatever. Yeah, from a Sorcerer's Stone. Um, he doesn't like to rely on things. Uh, this this seems like a pretty weak excuse to me because he's still relying on these Horcruxes. Well, the same but he way. doesn't
1: have to actively use his Horcruxes.
3: True, but it's still, I mean, he's still relying on them the same way he would rely on a
1: sorcerer's stone, in my mind. No, like, whatever. so okay.
0: His Horcruxes are like fully equipped, where like the Elixir of Life <laughs> potion is in his bag and he, he, he got to the- like pull it out of his right. bag.
1: Like, for example, if somebody got ever fully stole, loaded package mm-hmm. on the Horcruxes, if somebody ever stole his, his or like got rid of that one sorcerer's stone. He, he wouldn't be able to utilize that anymore.
3: Right. Uh, but if he can, if he can make seven Horcruxes, surely he could get seven Sorcerer's Stones. I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine.
1: It's fine. Either way, doesn't matter. Uh, so the, I think the, the way to look at it is like, first off, like you have to be an extremely accomplished alchemist to be able to have that. So that's why he, he his attempt was to steal the Sorcerer's Stone. Right, in the right, first, in the first book, right? Obviously, that himself. he failed, right? Um, but that's why it was his attempt to steal, and that was just going to be kind of a halfway measure to get back to strength, uh, right? Because he did not want to have to rely on constantly using something like his. I mean, you've seen with the diary, and you have calculated with <clears throat> the ring that there are certain protections that are put on these Horcruxes. So even if somebody stole one or took hold of one, still doesn't mean that they could necessarily destroy it.
2: Right, definitely. With, um, whereas with the Sorcerer's Stone, that's not the case. Okay, all
1: right, fair enough. So
3: Harry is like, fucking hell, how are we supposed to find seven Horcruxes? And Devil's like, nah, nah, dude, just six. One piece of his soul is in his current body. Uh, also, that one has to be saved to last. That way, basically, it, it almost seems like he would be, like, not, like, jumping, I guess, but, like, as long as there's one piece of his soul still intact, like, he could just use that to come back like he did previously. Right. So they have to destroy the six Horcruxes first and then kill him in his current body uh,
1: so he can't come back. And the for for some clarification uh the way that i understand it is like if you were to kill his physical body now like it doesn't necessarily exhaust one of the six horcruxes like one of them gets used to bring him back because they're around they his soul that's in his physical body is still earthbound like his, okay. his soul doesn't go anywhere so his that... soul will move <laughs> until it can try and
3: find a body cuz that was actually going to be one of my questions they couldn't just like Obviously, this is probably not practical because Voldy is an extremely powerful wizard, but let's say
1: kill him six or seven times, right? That's a good question. No. Yeah. So with the horcruxes intact, his soul in his physical body is earthbound. So even if his body's killed, he, his soul will just float around until he can figure out how to have a body again.
3: So here's, here's a question. If if they were to actually kill and i don't think expect this is the way it's going to go because we now have this fucking zelda quest to go destroy six horcruxes now <laughs> um but if if they were to say just kill voldy before they have destroyed all the horcruxes would he still have the difficulty to return to his body that he had previously or has he probably made like fucking arrangements maybe with his deaters, or does, that, is he more knowing now to where he could return a lot easier what was it like 20 years it took him, right no it was less than that no it was, it was like, like 10 years like i think
1: it was like 14 years or something yeah like no
3: that. that makes sense because harry was one when he first got destroyed
1: so 15 years yeah no well no, so 13 harry years was like th- 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 13 years yeah so um, would it
3: take him 13 years again to come back? Because that seems like a pretty no, no, no. He, deal he, where it's so like, we have thing, 13 like, years to destroy these horror crux. He, he
1: lost, he lost all of his supporters because nobody knew right. that he had that. Nobody truly knew he had the capability to come right. back. Okay. So I, I guess that is a good question. And I honestly have never considered it. I'm just thinking about it as we're talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it he's, he's in full force right now. I mean, he, right potentially has more power now than he did even his first time. I I would have to assume maybe this is giving too much credit, but yeah, I would have to assume that like, he's taken some form of countermeasure for that. Right.
3: And surely his supporters having seen him come back already now would know like, Hey, we can't abandon him. Like he'll right be back. They're also,
0: they're help back. him get
1: back sooner. Right. Go ahead, Amanda. Sorry.
0: I said, I'll be back.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're also like there definitely could be something out there like on Pottermore or an interview mm-hmm. or something like that, that I am not aware of. So listeners, if you guys have any insight on that and, uh, you know, we're a little misplaced on that, please let us know. Uh, I am well. also,
3: curious. also Pettigrew is still hanging out. He could just make some more snake milks too. You know, <laughs> he, he exactly. knows the recipe. He's, exactly. Yep. He's very practiced at that recipe. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, Dumble's like, so to continue this, Dumble's like, yeah, no, there's only six. Uh, you destroyed one and I destroyed another, so there's actually only four left. Uh, you only have to go to four dungeons, Link. Uh, not six, just please, not the water temple. Just not the water temple. <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> Harry's the like, water don't temple.
2: send me to the water temple.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Harry's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You destroyed another. And uh, Dumble, yeah, so this is, so I, I had speculated upon this heavily, you know, I wasn't quite right with what my theories were on it, but, you know, I was in the ballpark for sure. So the ring, yeah. the Marvolo ring, um, there was a terrible curse upon it. <laughs> Dumble here. Flex Master Flex has to, you know, show us his big dick as usual. He says, uh, had it not been, forgive me for the lack of seemingly, if seemly modesty. For my own prodigious skill and for Professor Snape's (laughs) timely action when I returned to Hogwarts desperately injured, I might not have lived to tell the tale. However, a withered hand does not seem an unreasonable exchange for a seventh of Voldemort's soul. The ring is no longer a horcrux. I'm like, come I I think Dumble simultaneously like flexes on us and then sells himself short all in the same sentence here because like you fucking up your hand for just a seventh of Voldy's Soul. You're like, you're fucking
1: rad, dude. Come on, don't sell yourself short like that. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, that's true.
3: But anyway, you know, he's just. So
1: he's just. A lot of this cool is coming is. together, man. That's that's uh that's some big stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, it's not.
3: It's not exactly what I had uh, theorized about, but it's it's
1: definitely along the lines. Um, does it does it give you I. Maybe this is a question for the end, but I mean, I'm whatever. I'm just gonna ask because I, I was curious <laughs> about this. I, I, I was excited for this so that I could ask you this question. Sure, sure. Do you, do you feel like finally now you have a sense of direction?
3: Yes, like I, I feel like with this, I can see the end game now. Like I said, you know, I awesome. joked about like it's good. you know, Link being on his quest to destroy these horcruxes but yes this i i'm assuming you know this will not be a hey we're gonna wrap up all four horcruxes in this book like i yeah i feel like there's no chance of that like this will continue into the last book and this is i feel like this is the end game like if there's something past this i feel like i feel like there can't be anything past this because that would not have been well set up or established (laughs) and you know because like like i a lot of credit like this whole horcrux thing like she's been setting up in theory since the very beginning at the very least book two with the diary um so there's been a lot of like build up and setup for this that i didn't even consider to be taken into account to be connected to this um so it's very cool. So yeah, I, I, I assume this is the end game and I'm, I'm here for a big quest to, you know, destroy these four more.
1: Right. Um, Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, cool. it makes me like, I, I'm very glad that you are seeing it for that. And uh, because without being able to, you know, talk about this stuff, I have always had it in my head that in your head, all you're picturing is like, okay, there's going to be a big battle. They have to fight. That's it. Sure, like they just, sure. they just have to fight each other. And like, which, Obviously, it will still eventually come to that, but, like, the way that I have thought you are perceiving it is, like, somehow, Harry has to figure out how to level up to defeat Voldemort, mm. um, which that seems less interesting to me than the Horcrux thing, right? Uh, and he actually, sure, like,
0: but I- won't level up. He's just going to knock Voldemort's <laughs> pegs down. Get <laughs> Voldemort to Harry's level. Right. Well,
1: well and I know yeah, what we'll you're s- going to say, but he, Harry does still have to be able to kill him in the end. Right? That's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Dumble,
3: we'll, we'll get to it here in a second, but Dumble specifically says, like, listen, like, we're still going to have to fucking kill the dude. Uh, yeah. And also, I, I I find it interesting that he specifically calls out that, you know, destroying six of his seven pieces of soul is not going to hurt his power at all, which I find to be a weird loophole but okay uh he'll still be just as powerful so uh, uh, Harry will have to level up somehow in order to fight him
2: or or yeah or no not. no yeah
1: let's just go with that <laughs> or, or he doesn't <laughs> or he doesn't because Harry's the luckiest piece of shit in the world but, that's true
3: I, plot armor exists so yeah he could just do that um
1: So anyway, so Harry's like, so four more then, but how are we gonna fucking find them when they can be any old thing? I want you to know, I I have to say this. I want you to know that every single one of our listeners is literally like, they're fucking foaming at the mouth, being like thinking (laughs) of just because of what I was going to say and I didn't (laughs) say, and everybody's like, oh my god. What did they want you
3: to say it, or that they were worried that you almost spoiled something? Maybe both. <laughs> okay, cool. Simultaneously. Excellent. Uh, so Harry's like, "How are we gonna find him? They can be any old thing." And Dumbles like, "No, no, 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 bro, 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 bro. Listen to me. He's not gonna be storing part of his soul in a toilet, bro. Uh, it's got to be powerful magical things. Cause remember, he likes to collect trophies." And Harry's like, "Oh, the locket and the Hufflepuff." and um Dumble's like yeah those are pretty good guesses uh he says I'm I'm guessing that Voldy would love the idea of having one one of his horcruxes each be an item from the founding members of Hogwarts so the Hufflecup uh the Slytherin ring the the Marvolo ring um and he says he doesn't know if he could have gotten something from Ravenclaw but he's sure the only relic of old Griff remains safe. Um, and he indicates the sword um, that Harry used in book two, which uh, is
1: incorrect, by the way, uh, the sorting hat belongs. To- I was going to say, yeah, I, I was
3: literally about to say that I was like, didn't the sorting hat also belong yeah. to, but I suppose,
1: well, I, it's mean, not I like suppose it's not necessarily like a, like an artifact, well, right? I, mean, I suppose
3: it's-, it's technically safe too. He says the only relic, but, I suppose he's can say that they're both safe currently, right? But also, doesn't the the sword magically pop out of the hat? Is the sword in the hat the same thing, the same entity? Maybe confirmed. Mm. Mm. Scott has cracked the entire Harry Potter code.
1: Hashtag confirmed. Hashtag
3: confirmed. So this is why Voldy came back to quote unquote teach. Uh, he was trying to get possibly these artifacts.
1: Right. Uh, well, that, is, that's
3: what Dumbledore theory. That's what they theorize. Yes, that's what they theorize. Um, so Dumble goes on here and he says, I think I know what the sixth Horcrux is. Uh, I wonder what you will say when I confess that I have been curious for a while about the h- behavior of the snake Nagini. And Harry's like, the snake? You can use animals as Horcruxes? And Dumble's like, well, it's an inadvisable to do so. Uh, to confide a part of your soul to something that can think and move for itself is obviously risky business. He's a big fan of that Tom Cruise movie. Um, however, if my calculations are correct, Voldemort was still at least one Horcrux show short of his goal when he entered your parents' house with the intention of killing you. I did find this very interesting. He was not fully seven Horcruxed up, fully double-cheeked up uh <laughs> on when a thursday he, night when he yeah on a thursday afternoon or when he killed harry's Sun's parents out. the sun was still out he, he just wasn't ready <laughs> uh <laughs> he seems to have reserved the process of making horcruxes for particularly significant deaths i i was wondering about this too i'm like hasn't Voldy killed like hundreds possibly a billion people. of people like it wouldn't his soul just be splitting constantly but it seems like there's more to it than that like a you probably have to do some kind of magic shit to you know <laughs> as you're killing someone for <laughs> you it know to some like, kind of
1: <laughs> magic
3: shit. some kind of magic bullshit i don't know to split your soul but also he's not just tossing that out willy-nilly he wants to make them like You know, because of how vain Voldy is, they have to be, like Dumble says, significant deaths. Um, Right. And he says, you, Harry, would certainly have been that. He believed that in killing you, he was destroying the danger the prophecy had outlined. He believed he was making himself invincible. I am sure that he was intending to make you his final, his final horcrux with your death. Uh, But he failed. And after an interval of some years, he used Nagini to kill an old muggle man. Is this old Frank? My guy old Frank he's talking about here? Yes. Uh, hell yeah. My guy Frank. <laughs> <come back. laughs> and it might then have occurred to him to turn her into his last four crooks. I guess I never knew Nagini was a her. Um, She underlines the Slytherin connection, which enhances Lord Voldy's mystique. I think he is perhaps as fond of her as he can be of anything. He certainly likes to keep her close. And he seems to have an unusual amount of control over her, even for a parcel mouth. Uh, so, yeah, so we know the locket. So there's four left. We know the locket is one. We know the Hufflecup is one. And we know the snake is one. But we don't know what the fourth one is. Correct. Uh, Dumble does tell Harry that he has been indeed leaving the school to okay. look for them. And he says he's close to finding one uh harry's like hey <laughs> when you find it can i come dad can i come with you dad dad please let me come with you when you find it and dumb was like yeah. sure bro it's cool you've earned it and i'm like no this is a terrible idea Dumble. what are you thinking um <laughs> i did quote i did copy this directly because i found it very funny and also because it's a phineas nigellus mention um harry felt his heart lift it was very good not to hear words of caution and protection for once the headmasters and headmistresses around the wall seemed less impressed by Dumbledore's decision Harry saw a few of them shaking their heads and Phineas Nigellus actually snorted <laughs> so Phineas basically had the exact reaction I did uh, again he is the champion of being like what are you doing Dumbledore taking this fucker with you terrible idea terrible so uh harry asks okay so yeah this is what i was talking about earlier harry asks if voldy can feel when one of his horcruxes is destroyed um dumble's like i don't think so he's he's just too damn evil he's immune to that shit uh just immune yeah perhaps at the point of death he might be aware of his loss but he was not aware for instance that the diary had been destroyed until he forced the truth out of oh my guy Lucius. When Voldy discovered the diary had been mutilated and robbed of all its powers, I am told that his anger was terrible to behold. I wonder who could have told him that. Perhaps Snape?
2: Hmm. Interesting.
3: Um, and Harry's like, but I thought he meant he meant for Lucius to smuggle it into Hogwarts. And uh, Dumble's like, yeah, he did years ago when he was sure he would be able to create more Horcruxes uh so does this imply that he can't create horcruxes anymore
1: uh i think it i think it just means that he doesn't want to to split
3: his soul anymore split his soul
1: more than seven times
3: well okay so i okay okay i guess i'm answering my own question Uh, when they destroyed the diary they literally destroyed that piece of his soul they didn't just like destroy the container and his soul piece went back to join the other
2: soul piece. Uh
1: that's <laughs> a good question, very, actually. This is very dumb as I'm saying it out loud. That that is a good question, though. Uh, because it it's kind of slightly addressed in the next book, but it, it's not Okay. It's more just a detail. Um so the the piece of the soul is reliant on its vessel. Okay. Uh so you destroy the excuse me you destroy the vessel you destroy the soul
3: okay so the vessel okay the soul the soul is reliant on the vessel okay so that's that's kind of what i figured and assumed i guess but like i didn't know if like oh shit i'm down a couple horcruxes let me you know crack a few pieces of my soul off here (laughs) make a few more because it seemed like seven being the perfect number was like that's how many horcruxes he wanted to have so would he risk splitting his soul more but it seems like seven is as much as he's willing to split it i guess right right okay so um yeah basically uh, so the to, to end this whole thought here with the lucius thing in the diary uh he's like uh, no doubt, Voldy thought that Lucius wouldn't dare do anything with the Horcrux other than guard it carefully, but he was counting upon too much upon Lucius's fear of a master who had been gone for years and whom Lucius believed dead. Of course, Lucius did not know what the diary really was. I understand that Voldy had told him the diary would cause the Chamber of Secrets to reopen because it was cleverly enchanted. Had Lucius known, he held a portion of his master's soul in his hands- Uh, He would have undoubtedly have treated it with more reverence. Uh, But instead, he went ahead and carried out the old plan for his own ends by planting the diary upon Arthur Weasley's daughter. He hoped to discredit Arthur and get rid of a highly incriminating magical object in one stroke. All this dude wanted to do was discredit Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) He gave up a piece of Voldy's soul just to discredit my guy, Arthur. My guy, Arthur, unbeknowingly coming in super clutch. (laughs) uh he fucking wins by doing nothing that's my fucking guy arthur i love it mvp Um, right there man yes Lucius or not lucius arthur well lucius too i guess Uh, arthur and lucius the mvps the secret mvps of this story uh poor Lucius what with Voldemort's fury about the fact that he threw away the horcrux for his own gain and the fiasco at the ministry last year I would not be surprised if he is secretly glad to be in safe in Azkaban at the moment. I am shocked they are still in Azkaban at this point by the way. Yeah. Yep. I I figured they would be out already but apparently not cuz no. no. <laughs> or
1: Voldemort's just been like you know what dude why don't you just stay there? <laughs>
0: It's no, I would crazy. think you'd be like,
3: you know what, dude? Why don't you come back so I can murder your ass?
0: Yeah, like, it's pretty crazy to me that, like, Voldemort wouldn't have just killed Lucius. Like, yeah. you literally threw away a piece of my soul. Yeah, Like, I I, mean, I, I was saving that.
3: I was, sa- I was saving <laughs> that. That was very important to me. Saving
1: it for later, dude. I'm
3: like- I, I killed someone I really hated to crack <laughs> that piece of my soul, you dick. Uh,
2: I was saving that. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, for real. Although, like, I mean... In Lucius's defense, he didn't fucking know because Voldy didn't tell him. But also, that's the kind of thing that Voldy wouldn't give a shit about, I guess. Right, right. So Harry's like, so if all his horcruxes destroyed, Voldy could be killed. And Dumble's like, yeah, I think so. Not very reassuring, Dumbled. Uh, Without his horcruxes, Voldy will be a mortal man with a maimed and diminished soul. Here, here we go. Here's what I was talking about. Never forget, though, that while his soul may be damaged beyond repair... His brain and his magical powers remain intact. It will take an uncommon skill and power to kill a wizard like Voldemort, even without his horcruxes. (laughs) And Harry immediately interjects, but I haven't got uncommon
1: skill and power.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: You
1: you pick up on things quick, don't you, Harry?
3: (laughs) Yes, uh, very quickly. And Dumble's like, yes, you have. You have a power that Voldemort has never had. You can. And Harry's like, I know, I know, I can love. (laughs) It was only with difficulty that he stopped himself adding big deal. I think he really did say it. And Dumble is just like, yeah, dude, you can love. Uh, Which given everything that has happened to you is a great and remarkable thing. You're still too young to understand how unusual you are, Harry. So when the prophecy says that I'll have the power, oh, this is Harry again. So when the prophecy says that I'll have the power the Dark Lord knows not, it just means love? <laughs> Asked Harry, feeling a little <laughs> let down. I'm like, yeah, I'm let down too, my guy. <laughs> and Dumble's like, yes, just to
1: love. love. Um, and... But Harry so, never yes. forget that what the prophecy says is only significant because Voldemort has made it so. Yes. I think That's, it's a really good exchange.
3: Yes, this this is where basically Dumble is trying to impress upon Harry how important it is that Voldemort did single him out. He he basically created the own weapon of the weapon of his own destruction um, by singling Harry out and killing his parents and trying to kill him. Right. Um,
0: Dumbledore like kind of tells Harry like you have a choose your own adventure when it comes (laughs) to this prophecy and Voldy does not like he chose you this prophecy is about him and you like you can decide whether you want to like avenge your mother avenge like Cedric avenge Sirius or not and like you you love them
1: (laughs) so you will (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's but it's so good, though, because it, it's like he, he tells Harry, like, look, fuck the prophecy. Could you right. yourself knowing, knowing what you know, caring for people the way that you do, that mm-hmm. is your strength. Could you actually choose not to fight? Could you actually just leave the country and go live your own life? And he's right. like, fuck, no. He's yeah, like exactly.
3: That's the big kind of, yeah, climax here of this conversation of this chapter here is Dumble. Dumble gets like a, a, a bit impatient with him here again <laughs> because he's like, this motherfucker is so stupid. He's not getting it <laughs> Um, because Harry's like, fucking, I don't know, dude. I don't know what you wanted from me. Love does not seem that great, my guy. And yeah, basically exactly what you said, Zach. Dumble is basically like he's he, you're putting too much store in this prophecy. Uh. The prophecy doesn't mean shit. Basically, like I love how Dumbledore is now like he took all this time to tell Harry about this prophecy and impart upon him the importance of this
1: prophecy. And now he's just like, yeah, dude, this prophecy is bullshit. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) I I don't think that, again, this is a conversation we partially had at the end of the last book. But I don't think that Dumbledore ever said like this prophecy is important. Right. It's simply like, look. It is important because it's, it's, on the, it's on the table now. Right. So it's important I'm getting,
3: because of what it caused Voldy to do. Yes,
1: that's it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean like, like you had no idea about the prophecy before. And, right. and it was still in your heart and your mission to make sure that you see this through to the end. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's got more to do with your character and your personality And Voldemort's character and his personality. Right, right. Or or lack thereof. (laughs) Dang, exactly.
3: (laughs) But yeah, Dumble's like basically like, yeah, like what you said. He said, if Voldemort had never murdered your father, would he have imparted in you a furious desire for revenge? Of course not. If he had not forced your mother to die for you, would he have given you a magical protection he could not penetrate? Of course not. Don't you see Voldemort himself created his own worst enemy? Um And yeah, like like you said, uh, Dumbledore does get real pissed here, and he's basically like, listen, you have to understand this, you motherfucker. Uh, By attempting to kill you, Voldemort himself singled out the remarkable person who sits here in front of me. And gave him the tools for the job. <laughs> it is Voldemort's fault that you are able to see into his thoughts, his ambitions, that you even understand the snake like language in which he gives orders. And yet, Harry, despite your privileged insight into Voldemort's world, you have never been seduced by the dark arts, never even for a second shown the slightest desire to become one of Voldemort's followers. And Harry's like, Of course not. He killed my mom and dad. And <laughs> Double's like, Fucking exactly. Thank you. You dipshit! You're making my point here for me. You are protected by your ability to love, the only protection that can possibly work against a power like Voldemort's. So yeah, uh, basically he's like, yeah, dude. Um, it, w- he asks him the question of, yeah, like if if you had never heard this prophecy, uh, if you didn't know anything about this, w- could you just go and live your life?
2: knowing Voldy was out there and not doing anything about it. And Harry's like, no, of course I couldn't. And Dumble's like, yeah, of course. He's like,
3: it has nothing to do with his prophecy. It has everything to do with who you are, basically, as a person. It's, um, it's
1: stuff like that about Harry's character that those are the things that I love about him, like the way that he processes information and. <clears throat> the way that he sometimes lets his, like, emotions get the best of him are the reasons why I I have a, a lot of trouble, like, enjoying his character. Mm. But I, I do, there is something very, very good. I mean, it's almost like, obviously, Ned from Game of Thrones is way cooler, way more mature, but, like, it's almost just like Like, this is what's right. This is what I believe is right. And like, he's so set in his way, right? Right. Almost to a fault. And And yeah, to a fault for sure. Yeah. So uh, those are the things that I like. Like Those are the shining moments that come through, right? That that I'm like, fuck yeah. I like that in a protagonist. Harry's not the best protagonist, but like, uh, it does make him who he is, right? Right.
3: And that's fair. Um. This, you know, that's the big thing that Dumbledore is trying to basically get him to understand here is that, listen, it it is and it needs to be your choice to fight Voldy, not just you feel like you're being dragged along by fate because of this prophecy. Right. And Harry thinks to himself that I, I did think this was, it was good and interesting, he says. Uh, he understood at last what Dumbledore had been trying to tell him. It was, he thought, the difference between being dragged into the arena to face a battle to the death and walking into the arena with your head held high. Some people perhaps would say that there was little to choose between the two ways, but Dumbledore knew and so do I, thought Harry, with a rush of fierce pride, and so did my parents. That was all the difference in the world.
2: Fuck yeah, um, dude. That's, that's so pretty, good.
3: Pretty good end to that chapter.
0: Yeah.
3: Amanda, well, I, yes. I, I feel like I know you have some thoughts that you want to share about that chapter
0: i i just love like the introduction to horcruxes and like you mm-hmm. do get that like sense of like okay now like we know where this book is going we sure. know like where it's been leading to and just having that like extra like bit of information mm-hmm. i love it and i <laughs> i was just curious I love it. how like what you would think of it because
3: So I I guess it didn't like it didn't like blow me away at first glance because I think my theories were like so close to what it actually was that I was just like, oh okay, okay, sure. That's I, I I will I love the aspect of it. Like I love it when you know movies or even video games do this where it's like, hey, here's your goal. Go check these boxes. Go do this, this, this part of this quest. Go, you know, right. do this, and to that's how we'll boss. win. Right, exactly. And like, I I do appreciate that very much. So I liked that aspect of it. Um, I guess specifically the horror crux thing about him. You know, splitting his soul and all this. Like, we'd got so many hints about it, and there was so much like teasing about it of like boldy being obsessed with immortality and oh, there's right. something up with this ring and it's fucked up Dumble's hand that just like the pieces were all there already and the picture was just a little fuzzy, but like it falling into place didn't like blow my mind. But it was like, oh, okay, sure. This all makes sense. I, I will say the part I appreciate about appreciate about it the most is like the aspect of it of like how long it's been set up like in the past. Right. Like that's, that's what I truly love about it is like, Oh, we're going back to like, Oh, this diary was one of these horcruxes. And
1: so that brings me. So like you always make fun of me for not coming to these uh, prepared or with any notes. Right. Like I just, you know, I mean, I I've read the book several times. I have read them recently. You are reading them and you're obviously driving the show. So it's it's really seldom that I have, like, notes. But one thing that I put down, I was like, hey, I have to make sure I get a chance <laughs> to say this, is this Horcruxes chapter, not only does it give us the clarity and the, oh, wow, like, okay, like, this is our goal, which mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's basically saying we've, we've got to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> right? It's like, it gives us that oh, yeah. goal. <laughs> um, but not only, like simultaneously it also gives us so much clarity on what the fuck we've been doing and reading for the past, you know, five and a half books. Sure. Right. Like there there were so many things that were like, like, man, like this is just, it brings going on.
3: It brings an added importance to past things, which is really
1: cool. Yes.
3: Um, And I I was
0: like, all like little breadcrumbs, but you didn't realize how many many breadcrumbs
1: were. were there. And I'm not necessarily saying that you will go back and reread the series, but for people who read the series twice, it, it is it's it's incredible to see mm-hmm. all the little things that it's like, sure. wow, okay, that that was cool. And so leading up till now, there were so many times where I'm like, Oh, this is a thing, this is a thing, right? You know, <laughs> uh, that is that is t- I mean, you make fun of it, right? I'm always like, Oh, just wait, just wait, yes. just wait till this book, just wait till whatever, you know. And uh, definitely this is one of the major things that has fallen into place that sheds a lot of clarity on several things that have happened up until now. So uh, that is why I love this chapter. Um, it paves the way forward. And it also just sheds some light on, on what the fuck we've been doing for the past five and a <laughs> half books.
3: For
2: sure.
0: Um, for sure. Also, what are your thoughts on like a crux in a living being in a living
3: nagini that's i th- I think that's a cool angle um i almost wish that info had been saved like i almost oh, okay. wish that that would have been a further reveal a further twist down the line of like oh, what the fuck could this last horcrux be oh shit it's this living thing snake like i think that could right. have been a cool twist later but it's fine it's it's like a cool idea um
0: like it's interesting that you can put a part of your soul into something right. that has a soul like not quite sure how that works like they yeah. just, like kind of like touch tips <laughs> but aren't that's, affected by each other like, that's I don't...
3: exactly they do some docking and um, <laughs> yeah that's definitely how it
1: works yeah that's my favorite part of interstellar that's that's,
3: that's that's Voldy's favorite part about making a horcrux is the touching of the tips um <laughs> But yeah, I I just find it like funny that like like I, everything that Dumble says makes sense. He's like, yeah, he's got like a way better control of the snake than just a parcel mouth should. So I think a piece of his soul must be in that damn snake. Um, So, yeah, we'll I'm sure we'll get to I mean, Harry's already killed a giant basilisk. This isn't a
1: fucking basilisk. This thing should be right. easy peasy. I mean, kill. yeah, but also the basilisk wasn't being protected by Voldemort.
0: You know so I mean? do like, you, do you think like Nagini has her own thoughts or like, do you think it's just like Voldemort kind of like, it's like a, controlling. I think snake? it's like
3: a mini me situation, like from Austin Powers.
0: <laughs> right. <is this> <laughs> situation.
1: Um, It's funny because there's a God fucking damn it. Earlier <laughs> you, you, you mentioned that you were surprised that you're like, Oh, I, I didn't know that Nagini was a she. Yeah. There's, there's some information in the new uh, Wizarding World series, Fantastic Beasts and uh-huh. Where to Find Them, that is terrible. Uh, and a lot <laughs> of fans terrible. hearing you say, oh, I didn't know she was a she, probably that may have drove a stake through their heart because <laughs> there's something. There's a lot of people that are probably going, yeah, uh-huh, she's definitely a she. And you will...
3: I'm yep. so confused yep. as to what you, you can I know possibly you are. And be that, talking and, about. And that's
1: why I'm okay with saying it because okay. it, it makes zero sense to you. But yeah, I promise a lot of listeners are probably like, dude, fuck that.
0: You know, Zach says stuff like that, that like a lot of listeners would understand. But like, I don't have the time. I don't know what he's talking about.
3: I am so I'm- very lost. But I mean, that's to be expected. Well,
0: Amanda, yeah. um, <laughs> yes, we'll is later. Nagini the Basilisk's
3: <laughs> daughter? Is that what we're getting at here?
0: Nagini is the basilisk's uncle brother.
3: Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Is Nagini Voldy's wife? My wife.
0: Mm, wife. Interesting. Maybe that's why Zaki boy invited his wife on to
3: this episode. Oh Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) it.
3: Mind exploding gif. Um, That's why he's
1: so fond of her snake milk too. Ew. Oh my god. All right. Well, that's where we draw the line.
0: Ew. Mm-hmm. Ew. I just have to say for my my sanity, um <laughs> snake milking is actually a thing and it's to get the venom out of them. It has nothing to do with milk or nasty snake things that you guys Whatever,
3: um, Amanda. Talk
0: about. I just needed to say that for my sanity. Amanda, that's I, fine.
1: I'm pretty sure I milk my snake very often and that is not, it has nothing wow. to do with venom.
0: Mm-hmm. That just
1: happened.
3: I yep. actually Excuse you, I know snake milking <laughs> is a thing and it's <laughs> when I started that sentence. No, and it is to get the venom specifically because of uh that's that's a that's a thing they do in the uh what's the fucking name of that uh Jim Carrey where Jim Carrey's the bad guy movie, the kids, uh a series of unfortunate events. Oh right, yes mm. they talk about milking the snake to get its venom. So God man. True,
0: true. Whoever
3: true. called it
1: that
0: genius Fucking
3: twisted dude you know <laughs> you know there's there's milking the snake you know slapping the pickle throwing <laughs> ham on the salmon i don't know what? whatever you
2: want to <laughs> anyway choking,
1: choking the chicken
3: choking the goblin i think we used that one before oh God. uh all right so chapter 24 <laughs> last one of the batch here um Harry tells the other two, Ron and Hermione, everything the next morning about you know, uh, this the fucking spider funeral. I'm sure, and you know all of, everything he found out in the memory and about Horcruxes and all that stuff. Um, we also find up find out that it's breakup day. Uh, the celebrity couples, formerly known as Ravinder and Deany have both <laughs> split up. Uh, it's a very sad day. You like Ravinder better, or is it
1: La- Dini Lavron? Dini just sounds funny.
3: Dini Dini is like the only way that one could work. Lavron, I don't think is it could
1: as be good. like Lavon. Lavon.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: Lavon is pretty good.
3: <laughs> uh yeah. But uh both those couples are gone. Harry bumping into Jenny was just more than that relationship could take. Um, it's very, very sad. So uh Katie Bell is back. Uh, She cannot remember who imperioused her. Harry wants to take some more luck potion to try and get into the Room of Requirement, but Hermione tells him, don't waste that shit, you fucking idiot. Uh, Very conveniently, it takes six months to brew. I feel like they should have looked this up sooner. Uh, Also, I guess old Horace just knew he was going to need it for that first potions lesson that he wasn't supposed to have way ahead of time. Um, way before Dumble even offered him the job of potions master somehow somehow that's how that I
1: I would like to think that Horace is just a dirty fucking scumbag and just always is brewing a batch of felix (laughs) releases for himself
3: I'm sure you would like to think that because that's the only way out of this plot hole you bitch (laughs) I mean he is a real fucker That's true. Uh, Horace has kind of been growing up me here lately, especially now that he's slughorn leghorn. Um, That makes me like (laughs) Mm -hmm. him way more. (laughs) So thank you for that, Amanda. Yeah,
0: of course.
3: You're the best. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) Harry's little wee-wee is so distracted by Ginny at practice that he keeps taking balls to the
1: face. Typical. Sounds uh, like a typical Friday night. For sounds me. like
3: a typical <laughs> Friday night with him and Ron. Um, speaking of him and Ron, he's now deciding between Ginny and Ron in his head and which one he loves more. And I'm like, this should be the easiest decision of all time, my guy. Fucking Ron sucks ass and has like. Betrayed isn't the right word, but like fucking your friendship has been on the rocks like 50 bajillion times through the series. And Ginny has fucking always had your back and been rad. So
1: let me just make sure I'm understanding you correctly. Are you advocating for Harry and Ginny? No no, no,
3: no, I'm pretty sure and that's what's happening. We're about to get to something that I fucking, I'm going to fucking ream your little asshole about, Zachariah. Uh-oh. Uh,
1: uh-oh. <laughs> Amanda's the only one that reams my asshole. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's not true. Um. So <laughs> I I
3: i have this funny line here because i just love this uh once or twice so this is harry still thinking about how we can get with Ginny. uh once or twice harry considered asking for hermione's help but he did not think he could stand seeing the smug look on her face (laughs) sometimes he thought he uh he thought he caught it sometimes when Hermione spotted him staring at Ginny or laughing at her jokes. Hermione fucking knows this fucker thinks he's so slick. But She's she so good. Knows. Hermione just knows everything, dude. She knows it all. So, uh, Harry sees Draco and Moaning Myrtle on the map in the bathroom. Ghosts even show up on this OP thing. God damn this. fucking Apparently. Man. Uh, he goes to investigate. Uh, fucking Sherlock Harry puts on his hat and he's like, oh, "I got to go find out what's going on here." Uh, yo, Draco be crying. He's just like bawling in in front of the mirror in the bathroom.
1: And, and there was uh, an earlier chapter where where Myrtle said something about a boy crying in the.
3: Oh, thing that's and right.
1: you wondered about who it was, and I obviously didn't say anything. But yeah, right. it's it's been Draco. It's obviously
3: been Draco. sad
2: baby
1: yeah he's a real sad baby uh moaning myrtle
3: is trying to console him to no avail he says no one can help me i can't do it i can't it won't work and unless i do it soon he says he'll kill me so obviously the "he'll kill me that has to refer to old voldy um i assume Uh, But Draco is having a real crisis of confidence about his plan here.
0: To me, um, like, earlier it was saying that, like, Draco, when they were in the potions class, like, Draco Mm -hmm. is looking, like, paler and thinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, So this, you're literally seeing him, like, crying in the bathroom because he can't complete his task. Like, it's showing, like he is trying all that he can to do whatever it is that he is right. supposed to be doing. Like he's probably like staying up late. He's probably yes. not eating, just Very like stressing stressed. out.
3: Just yeah. Yeah. Being sad baby I,
0: crying, to moaning Myrtle.
3: Yeah. I, I was trying to decide in my head, whether I thought this was like, whatever magically he's attempting to do is like draining him. Or if he mm-hmm. is just like, like you said, like tired and stressed. I think it's just like, taking its toll. Yeah, on- I think it's, yeah. taking its toll probably physically and emotionally more than anything else on him um but fuck shit pops off here in a way i super did not expect um i actually liked this part <laughs> a lot and i was like oh shit this is real uh but it does not last long um we shall i guess it remains to be seen but <laughs> there seems to be no super serious repercussions or ramifications to this uh <laughs> see that there should be that i feel like there should be so uh draco sees harry behind him and they fire off some hot shit at each other then uh draco starts to say Cruciatus, he's trying to do the old uh torture spell on him crucial crucial <laughs> but uh harry beats him to it with the old rectum wrecker you know the rectum sempra uh it is it, it wrecks draco all right uh it wrecks him real good cuts his chest open uh like it's an invisible damn sword or something and draco's just like bleeding out uh in this on this bathroom floor myrtle starts screaming bloody murder and snape busts in this dude was not far away apparently (laughs) uh he does some quick healing on draco's wound and takes him to the hospital uh from what it sounds like from what he says it seems like draco will be okay he will survive uh tells harry to wait his ass here (laughs) harry is in such shock over what he did that he actually listens to snape for once and stays (laughs) so snape comes back in and is like i'm actually impressed potter where'd you learn dark magic like that uh, Harry lies and says a library book. I can't remember which one. Snape isn't buying it. Uh, he Legolas Harry's ass and <laughs> Harry's like, oh shit, I fucking suck at this. I probably should have learned how to stop with this. But of course he didn't. So Snape is like, bring me all your school books now. Um, so Harry runs out, uh, gets Ron's potion book from him and desperately thinks about how he needs to hide his book. Uh, and he gets inside the room of requirement. There's all this mountains of crazy shit in here that people have hid throughout the years. Um, it's It goes through a bunch of stuff. I can't even remember a lot of it. It's like a bloodstained battle axe, which uh, I want to hear the story behind that. Uh, <laughs> did somebody murder someone with an axe and like, oh, I got to hide this murder weapon. Uh, but anyway, he hides the book in here. He's like he's like thinking over and over in his head how he he literally cannot even stand the idea of losing his friend slash mentor slash guide. This book has become to him, and I'm like, this really is Ginny all over again from yeah. book two, mm-hmm. and he's way too dumb to even realize. Uh, They've also, even like
0: said it to him. Like Ginny's yeah, been like, "You're stupid."
3: Ginny literally told him this, and he still is not understanding. Um, but also just quick sidebar. Why didn't Snape like go with him? Like, this is very serious. Why would Snape let him go do all this shenanigans and Warhammer. not just like fucking take me to your goddamn school books right the fuck now? Uh, that seems like a really lapse
1: in judgment. Um get mad at Snape, not me, not us, not, not Harry <laughs> Potter. I'm mad, I'm not mad
3: at Harry, I'm mad at the writing. Uh, because Snape is not that stupid. Snape would have gone with him.
1: Well, clearly. <laughs>
3: God I'm damn kidding. it that <laughs> <you.
2: laughs>
3: So Harry gets back there. He's got, of course, Ron's book and he hid his real potion book. And Snape's like, So this is your book for potion making, is it, Potter? And Harry's like Harry's like fucking panting out of breath too. So like <laughs>
2: it's like
3: obviously this motherfucker was off doing other shit. Uh and Snape's like, you're quite sure of that, are you? And Harry's like, yeah, totally. I fucking got this guy fooled. And Snape's like, this <laughs> is the copy of Advanced Potion Making that you purchased from Flourish and bots Blots." Yes, said Harry firmly. Then why, asked Snape, does it have the name Runel Wozlib <laughs> written inside the front cover? <laughs> uh, Harry's like, oh, that's my nickname your nickname idiot, dude. repeated snape yeah that's what my friends call me said harry i understand what a nickname is <laughs> <said Snape.
2: laughs>
3: which is a very good line uh harry once again he's like trying to do aquamency, but he fucking sucks at it um and snape's just like do you know what i think potter I think that you are a liar and a cheat and that you deserve detention with me every Saturday until the end of term. What do you think about that? And Harry's like, uh, I, I, I don't
2: agree with that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Snape's like, well, we will she'll just see how you feel after your detentions. 10 o'clock Saturday morning, Potter, my office. And Harry's like, oh, but sir, Quidditch. Because that's all this bitch cares about. The last match of the season. 10 o'clock. Poor Gryffindor. Fourth place this year, I feel. Uh, we all know. Everyone in their grandmother knows that's not going to fucking happen. Um. So Hermione is giving Harry the old I told you so's. After he comes back and tells them everything. This dumb dipshit still defends Mr. Prince, of course, saying he's like, Oh, he only copied the spell down. He wasn't saying, like, try it out or anything. And I'm like, really, bitch? Is that why it specifically says four enemies? Four
1: enemies, yeah. This is
3: fucking dipshit. He didn't say five enemies.
1: It said four enemies. (laughs) Oh, good one, Zach.
3: (laughs) Uh, This little shit is not nearly as remorseful as I feel like he should be for having nearly fucking murdered someone. Also, this is what I was talking about when I feel like, oh, this shit really popped off. Like, he fucking nearly killed Draco. And then it's like, oh, it's fine. It's over. Like, he gets detention, but
1: whatever. This motherfucker nearly killed a fellow student. Yeah, like, legit, had it not been Snape that found them. Yes.
0: Like, he would be dead.
1: He He would be dead. Probably would have died.
3: Harry would have murdered a fellow student. Yeah. He, He fucking comes within a hair's width of getting expelled for driving a flying car into a tree but he murders a student and they're like, ah, you're good, bud.
0: (laughs) I will say though, like Malfoy also was about to like use the cruciatus curse on him. Like he's literally about to like do just as bad to Harry. And like you, we, at this point, like we had no idea what that spell was going to do. And like Harry obviously didn't have the intentions of like murdering Malfoy, but like on the other hand Malfoy did have intentions of hurting Harry and that spell like will like fake Moody earlier said you'll um it's like a sentence to Azkaban like whatever whatever Malfoy is like going through and like all his shit trying to do whatever this like task is Mm -hmm. it's to the point where like he's like desperate enough to be like Harry's going to find out. Harry's going to see what I'm doing or Harry's trying to like fuck it up. Like I am going to use this curse on him.
3: Right. I I do find it interesting that he went to like Cruciatus and not Abracadabra if he was like that worried about
0: whatever it is. <laughs>
3: yeah, whatever it is that's going on, but like also like would he we we've already seen that like you really have to mean these spells for them to work when Harry tried to do it to what's her name? Bella. So I wonder if even like if if Draco could have pulled off doing the Cruciatus Curse correctly here, but I guess it doesn't matter. It,
1: you're right. I, I do agree with you though, Scott.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> and that's 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 the excuse that like uh, fucking Harry tries to use here, and also fucking Zach. Ginny <laughs> defends him with, but it's also like, dude, you could have used like any number of things to like just immobilize him or stop him. But you chose to use this fucking spell that you have no idea what it yeah, does. Like it, it's it's
1: more like it. like obviously we know that Harry didn't intend to inflict right. that damage, but it's like it y- was the you're irresponsibility. Fucking idiot, though. Right. Like, why would you choose to use that spell? Exactly. To it his was-
0: credit, though, like all of the things he's all of the notes that he's followed from that book have been like very lighthearted and like with like good intentions, I guess. Like
3: he i don't know he does that lifting spell that doesn't seem like very like
0: yeah let's not talk about that it seems like like jokey you know it seems like a fun stuff yeah like none of them have been like super over the top like this is gonna inflict damage so like him he could have been reading for enemies and thinking like this is to like block something or
3: Right. I mean, he literally does say he's been thinking of trying it on McClagan
2: at one point. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> like, yeah, he, that would have been. Great. I guess I think
1: the point that, and I mean, I do agree with this the point Amanda's making is like, there, he hasn't been given bad advice from the book, like up until now, right?
0: Right. Like
1: right. He hasn't, because of the book, he's only been, he's only been, uh, reciprocated with like, sure, you know, praise. With- praise right
3: praise and good things happening too but again this goes back to what like fucking Ginny has tried to tell him and hermione has been trying to tell him is like don't fucking just blindly follow fucking shit that's in books you don't know what the fuck they're going on about buddy that's just a bad idea and he just is too stubborn to acknowledge that um anyway so hermione's still uh real pissed at him She's like, are you telling me that you're going to go back and get the book? And Harry's like, fucking course I am. That book's my best friend. It's not this dipshit Ron. (laughs) Um, Without the prince, I'd have never won the Felix Felicis. I'd have never known how to save Ron from poisoning. I'd never have. And Hermione cuts in here. Got a reputation for potions brilliance that you don't deserve.
1: (laughs) Right. You know what's funny is like, he could have learned all those things. If he just tried, yeah, at if he just actually work the
0: past yeah. five yeah, but years, he's working smarter. No, no. Okay.
1: goddammit,
3: Amanda. He's <laughs> yeah,
0: sure I, she's not a Slytherin. I,
3: she's she's mm. evil. I don't know if she's Slytherin, but she's definitely no. evil. no. Um, yeah, <laughs> obviously his mom was like good and worked hard at this potion. shit. Like, fucking, you can do it too, but you're a short cutting little bitch. uh, but here's where Hermione cuts in, or sorry, Jenny cuts in. And uh, her and Hermione have a little cat fight here. Uh, Give it a rest, Hermione said Ginny. Uh, By the sound of it, Malfoy was trying to use an Unforgivable Curse. You should be glad Harry had something good up his sleeve. And Hermione's like, "Well, fucking course I'm glad Harry wasn't cursed, but you can't call Sectumsempra Sempra's spell good, Ginny. Look where it's landed him." And I'm like, "In almost no trouble at all." Uh, <laughs> and just Hermione's like, "And I'd have thought, seeing what this has done to your chances in the match." And Ginny, oh, this is the worst thing Ginny has ever done. (laughs) Oh, don't start acting as though you understand Quidditch, snapped Ginny. You'll only embarrass yourself. I kind of love it. Fuck yeah, Ginny. fucking (laughs) would love it. Uh, I think they're both right. No, Ginny is absolutely not right. I think they're both right. Here's the thing. I can't remember if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, whenever we talked about this. I was going on and on about how I fucking hate the whole Ginny Harry idea prospect thing. And you brought up the argument of that like, oh, you know, Harry needs someone cool and awesome like Ginny to like fix him and stop him from being a dumbass. No, here we find her just enabling and fucking defending his dumbassery. So you, my friend, are the worst and you're wrong. And I hate you.
0: Yeah, but you that need a little out. bit of, like, spice. Like, every now and then you need somebody to enable your... Every, um,
3: every now and then you need some spices in like, fucking nearly killing someone, slicing someone open yeah, and nearly dude. killing them. Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of spice I like, too. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Harry goes down for his detention. And Snape is having him copy like the records of all it's filch's records of ill deeds that students have done throughout the years uh and i just thought this was <laughs> this was very funny snape says you will find some familiar names in there which should add interest to the task here you see james potter and sirius black apprehended using an illegal hex upon bertram aubrey aubrey's head twice normal size double detention Snape sneered it must be such a comfort to think that though they are gone a record of their great achievements <laughs> remains <laughs> Snape is such a snotty dick and I love it although I gotta say like this is a very mild punishment Harry is exactly the kind of shit that would actually legitimately love to hear this stuff about his father and uh, you Sirius. say
0: that but like think about like when um, the like way he reacts, James reacted. and Sirius yeah. were like being shitbags bags to Snape. Like if they got detention or anything for that, like Harry's gonna have to sit there and write like all the things that like his dad did, and like that's true. His image of his dad is gonna be totally destroyed when Tarn- he's like writing word more. for word like that's what true. he did.
3: All right, fair enough. He did react poorly to it previously, so I'll give you that one. Boom. So, yeah, lawyered, but <laughs> lawyered by Amanda
0: roasted toasted
3: (laughs) so a fucking course to absolutely no one's surprise uh Gryffindor magically miraculously wins this fucking Quidditch game by the exact right amount of points they needed to win the Quidditch cup shocked (laughs) I am shocked over here okay I can't even
1: my mind is shattered uh and let's just focus on how good the last chapter was yeah
2: (laughs) this one started off on
3: such a good note like when that shit popped off between him and Draco, i was like oh fuck i was honestly mostly into that more than anything in this section until they were just like it's fine it's fine (laughs) he got the tension it's fine Draco's fine yeah anyway uh so I, I i did harry like swig the whole rest of his bottle of felix Felicis or whatever and they just didn't talk about it because then all of the rest of his dreams come true he goes up uh and they're having their celebration here uh jenny runs up to him jumps into his arms in slow-mo uh music swells and uh, they kiss he he lays the old smackaroo right on her and I'm like, bullshit, he's never had balls like this before, uh, ever. So I don't think he would have actually kissed her.
0: I mean, he uh, almost just murdered somebody and got away with it. He's got all the balls in the he's, world.
3: He's walking on sunshine, that's right. Uh, he's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want, and get away with it. Uh Dieter and Milda, speaking of killing someone, they look like they're about to kill someone, um, which is very funny. Hermione fucking knew, as I said, she's got a real smug smile on her face. Uh, and I'm like, get on you. And Ron gives him like the little, okay, partner, like head nod, like, mm, all right, you weren't. You <laughs> must. If you must. If you mush, it's so stupid. And that's the end of the chapter. Uh,
1: I. No, 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 Hold on. This is the end of the chapter. What's this the end is of so the chapter? It's so fucking bad. <laughs> the creature in his chest roaring yes. in triumph. He grinned down at Ginny and gestured wordlessly out of the portrait hole. A long walk in the ground seemed, seemed indicated during which, if they had time, they might discuss the match. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> okay, also,
3: corn.
1: Ag- again,
3: corn. bullshit.
1: There is nothing these two
3: care about more than Quidditch. That would be the first thing they would talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's probably true. That would get them real horny talking about Quidditch. Uh, real corny corn yeah (laughs) um yeah what a what a what an ending like i said i was i i legit got super hype when he fucked draco shit up i was like what kind of like consequences and ramifications could this have (laughs) oh it's none it's just absolutely none um i mean at least so far i guess there could be more but yeah uh that was uh a bit of a mixed bag there at the end the the the, the chapter that amanda really loved like that was a great one um
0: i a really of... love all of them
2: <laughs> okay, sorry. it's exactly
0: uh, a mixed bag of you get like random shenanigans mm-hmm. you get like stuff actually happening and progressing the story forward Sure. and you get some like good teen romance some good
3: corny bullshit that's true the kid uh, <laughs> i think actually my favorite part now that i think about it was the goddamn spider funeral which <laughs> is the part i rolled my eyes at the hardest when i was like okay we're having a fucking aragog funeral but that might have been my favorite part of the this section. it was cool
1: so, man it was good the funeral the funeral's a good scene because it's it's loopy it's fun yes um it's 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 such a different tone than we it, usually yes. get.
3: It was written very well. Like you said, there's like, there is almost this aspect of Harry being like drunk and just this lucky thing. And then he goes down and just like fumbles his way into getting exactly what he wants. You know, there's, there's a lot of humor to old Foghorn, Slughorn, getting, and Hagrid getting absolutely sauced. And then, yeah, that, that tone Slughorn shift. You
0: get Slughorn getting like feeling so guilty for giving yes, up.
1: Yes, exactly
3: like, that yeah. that big tone shift of then it getting very serious. And yeah, Slughorn being. I I, I do very have guilty. to say
1: it is again. I mean, it is extremely well done in in yeah. the in the movie. That's good uh, to know. So it's
2: <sighs> a movie
3: I, which I might actually be able to watch soon. <laughs> yeah. Well.
1: I can't say that I'm a fan of the the end of the movie compared to what you're about to read in the next, the last chapters of the book. The next, uh, the last. Well, I the think next it, two it holds up. Oof, I don't know, Amanda. But I also I don't, haven't I don't re-read think it I since
0: it. I was um, in high school. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think I agree with that. But either way, um, man, yeah, we got a lot of of info dump, a lot of knowledge dump here in this in this batch, and it's great stuff um why why
3: do we always have guests on we have the last giant info dump we got was fucking when Dumble told Harry everything at the end of book five and we had Jake
1: on is that is that just our pattern well, that's now? because we're allowing the few guests that we're having to pick the chapters they like <laughs> and they're like hell yeah these are the good chapters so they Amanda's those. like mm-hmm. hell yeah Ginny and Harry getting together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yep yeah um yeah 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 Scott, you're in for a fucking ride with these chapters you're about to read. You've said that so Scott, many times before, and I just... I... Amanda, have you looked at the chapters that are coming up?
0: Yes, 100%. So, like, Scott, Dude, what, oh my God. what are your, like, predictions? I don't know. The rest. I okay, like, we have horror cruxes we in have the mix horror now. We, we have horror cruxes. We have a
3: whorehouse.
0: Yeah, yeah, um...
3: I mean, obviously, like Dumble saying he's close to finding you one and him giving Harry permission to come along with him. Like, obviously, at some point, probably the climax of this book, they are going to go fucking do battle with a wizard force ghost in a horcrux. I don't know. Um, well, also, you know, maybe I should bring up the the thing that Zach spoiled for me uh, here. Fully intentionally and with all forethought and knowledge. Um, I'm assuming they're going to have to fight some in fairy. Uh, to get to Uh-oh. one of the Horcruxes, Zach
1: thought it was a, be a good idea to send me a picture of that.
2: Oh uh, yeah, it was
1: one of the alternate uh, cover arts. Uh huh. Where Dumbledore uh-huh. has like a a flame thing, and like there's there are like they look like zombies uh, in the artwork. So Scott kind of put two and two sure. together. Which, yeah, Because I'm not a fucking idiot. Well, yeah. I, again, though, I mean, but you don't you don't understand the context, though. Well, now I feel like I kind of do, well, like good. either way, whatever. <laughs> it's still it, it's not like it is not going to take away literally anything from what you're about to get here in in these next chapters. Okay, fair enough.
0: Well, okay, um, so also what are your thoughts on like what Draco is?
3: see that's that's up still to. the most that's the most intriguing part of this book still left to me is. Yeah, the Draco Snape angle. Um, I still think. And of course, like the Mr. Prince thing, like I still think. This this bunch of chapters kind of got me reconsidering. Because because I I, when I originally threw out the ideas about Mr. Prince, I said it was either Snape or Voldy. And I said I was leaning more heavily towards Voldy. but there was something about Snape and Harry's interaction that got me kind of back on board the Snape angle. Gotcha. I will be I will be legitimately shocked if it's not one of the two of them. Sure. Um but uh I, I kind of am back on board Mr. Prince.
1: It shifted over to Snape. Uh, to Snape
3: not like fully but it's it's more like 50-50 now. I was I was at like 90-10 in favor of Voldy before. I think it's more 50-50. I I I was trying to think like have we heard, had any mention of Snape being like pure blood or half blood? Right. And I I can't think of any, but then I also thought about how when Bellatrix and uh what's her name? Um Narcissa. Narcissa Sissy go and see Snape, he's in like a muggle village, which I guess isn't the weirdest thing in the world, but I was like, could this be like his family's home? Were they muggles maybe? Possibly.
1: Um, So that thought hit me as well. Or maybe just there's uh, lower property taxes, you know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely (laughs) what it is. There's really good schools. Uh, You know, (laughs) Snape wants to start a family and he wants the young ones to have good schools. Uh, do not want
0: them to be homeschooled, like Scott. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: yeah, that is definitely the, the the most interesting angle. And like I said, that the Snape Draco thing—like, what is home. he doing? Like, I I, st- I still I feel like with the information that I've been given, I feel like it has to have something to do. With killing Harry or Dumble.
0: Like, so do you think in the bathroom, like he was just gonna try and kill Harry yeah. right then and there? Like, that Could was his be. chance? Could be. And then Snape, like, why was Snape so close to coming in to the bathroom? Well, he was
1: close to coming. I'll
3: like, oh
0: yeah. God damn it, mm-hmm. Zach.
1: <laughs>
3: Like
0: he he responded very quickly. He was like- there
3: very quickly, and I think that's part of him. Just you know, he's supposed to be watching over and you know taking care of Draco.
2: So I mm-hmm. I assume that's just part of that. Right. Um, I don't know. I i <sighs> look. Let me just let me just say this. Let me let me
1: give you a little bit of <clears throat> of uh, of build up here. Okay. Uh, We can wrap up any last final thoughts and uh, and get this thing taken care of. But I just feel like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know what the fuck that meant. But I just need to tell you that the remainder of this book, even considering how much we loved the end of uh, Order of the Phoenix, I think it is so much better than that.
2: Uh Uh-huh
1: the the only and i think that you will actually enjoy it even more as well just for well i feel like
3: like the end of the order of the things was good but i didn't i didn't like adore it as much as like you and jake did i don't think
1: um well i mean i'm even considering is that other than the fact that they did the really cool world building thing with the with the department of mysteries Mm -hmm. like i'm even considering like that like the battle chapter and everything like like the whole like just ending of the overall like like the climax of the book.
3: Yeah, like from Grop, yeah, and the festrels.
1: <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh yeah, man. I you're in for a fucking ride. This is this is this, this shit's book's going up. This It's built different, bro. It's built different, dude. <laughs> shit's turning up to eleven. Promise you yeah. that. I do yeah. promise you that. Um, yeah. do we have any other final thoughts, guys? Uh Amanda. I want to hear from Amanda.
0: I am just excited um, for the end of this book. Um, you are a very adept reader, and Aww. your theories are interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Not going to give you any more or any less of that. Ah, so I, I'm I just, I am just curious to see your thoughts on how it ends. <laughs>
3: Oh man. Well, I am curious to give them?
2: No.
0: Hell yeah. Out.
3: That sounds weird. <laughs> uh Yeah, I I I I was I was very interested to hear why you chose these chapters specifically, Amanda, cuz like
2: mm-hmm.
3: while while I found the horror stuff interesting, I guess it didn't like blow me away as I think it might have. As as is it might have for you guys or as much as you guys thought it might have for me I don't know sure um, I honestly think I enjoyed the the first chapter the most like that that scene with, with Horace and Harry there at the end was real
0: good uh, I'm sure like everybody listening um, can kind of see why I chose these chapters <laughs> Oh, so
3: you're saying there's still more but, that dumbass Scott mm, doesn't know about yet? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Razzle dazzle. You know,
1: Am- gotcha. Amanda and I talked about. <laughs> Amanda just pulled out the razzle
0: dazzle. Oh, I'm
1: so proud. Damn. I'm so oh, happy. That's my fucking <laughs> wife right there, dude.
0: That's me. <laughs> my
1: wife. Um, my wife. <laughs> that's such a dumb. It's joke. the worst joke <laughs> <It's>
0: we've <laughs> so ever made. Bad. It's worse
1: <laughs> than Mr. Brunt's. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: Um. Amanda and I have talked a couple times about about this batch, uh-huh. and I just think that like, although from like, be, I feel like you're describing your experience reading it, like, which is very heavily tied to like how well it was written as well. So I feel like that's why you're mm-hmm. really enjoying the the Aragog chapter, which is great. Yeah. Obviously, definitely not taking anything away from that, but, mm-hmm. um. I know that, like with the Horcrux chapter, there, like, the first time I read that, I know the first time Amanda read it because we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much to be able to like contemplate, and sure. obviously, that's that's part of the fun of this podcast, right? Is it's to-
3: it's a big world building chapter. Like it, it introduces this idea of. This crazy, like you know, magical process that is the Horcruxes, and it does open up a ton of possibilities of like how and where and when are they gonna, you know, find and destroy these things. So I can right. definitely see it from that angle.
1: Yeah. um Also, and and obviously, Amanda, you're welcome to correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I feel like a lot. I mean, it happens to to the both of us. It happens to me a lot on the podcast here, like where the the visual memory i have of a certain like section or scene or whatever uh will like the movie will overtake my memory of like the book the way it's written Mm -hmm. in the book right and i know that Amanda, like because we've talked about this because we recently watched the movies again but amanda loves the whole draco scene like in the Mm -hmm. movie like it's so dramatic and it's really really cool to see tom felton like kind of go through
0: really like like all of these chapters are really good emotionally like you see Hagrid mm-hmm. like super sad that like his fucking spider died and you God see like Hagrid. just like the silliness happening there and then the heaviness with like uh yeah. slughorn being like super guilty about um the information he gave to Tom right. Riddle and then you get the like horcruxes and the weight of like what that really means for like being able to defeat sure. Voldemort in the end and then even though, like, Harry, when he, like, uses the spell on um, Malfoy, even though it doesn't seem like he feels, like, super guilty about it, like, of course he feels like shit. He didn't think he was going to, like, potentially kill right. Malfoy. Like, there's so much more emotion in all of these chapters. Um, yeah, like, that. He, he
3: he was feeling big emotion and guilt, like... When he did it, and I was like, "Oh, good. This is this is could be good emotional character development for him." And then it was like, at the second Snape got back and started like, you know, reading him the riot act for it, he like put up his Snape defenses and started getting all snotty about it again, right? And like, right? Oh, I'm gonna be a dick because I fucking don't like you, and you know, right. you're
1: trying. to get, I, I feel me like I feel like there's one more thing that can be said specifically for like this. I mean, I feel like this is actually true for the majority of, I mean, chapters. is like the experience that Amanda and I have had with these books are you start reading the book and you just keep going, right? Like mm. your your experience is much different where you're yes. being very intentional about how you're reading it. You're having yeah. to stop. You're thinking about it. You know, you're mm. uh, taking small chunks at a time. Like when... When this picks up, man, like when you get to the Aragog chapter, like that, it just like the fucking pedal gets put down to the floor, Sure. especially like, obviously we have to have a stopping point here, but like you will obviously see once you start reading the next batch of chapters, like it's just, it's so emotional. And like the way that it fucking pulls and pushes you like through these chapters to get into the, the ending and climax of the book is fucking insane, dude. It's, it's so much fun
3: that's cool uh yeah i'm i'm excited for it i hope it does indeed keep up the pace as you so claim um because
1: you've claimed that before buddy. <laughs> you know what buddy you can fuck right off i told you you it's were gonna true. like the department of mysteries i swore by it and guess what you fucking loved it so you
3: did okay you're like one for 15 then
1: <laughs> all right well that's where we're gonna end it tonight <laughs> No, did we have any final thoughts, guys? Anything that we needed to say before we wrap it up? I have a final thought. Thank
3: you so much for joining us, Amanda. I am so glad you relented and decided to come on because this was a ton of fun. Um,
1: This has been a very strange experience, by the way, because. (laughs) Amanda and I had set up in our dining room. uh, I do have two two microphones, (laughs) uh, had gotten everything set up and we. Came across one snag with our whole setup. It's very, very, I've actually never had multiple people recording in one space together. I feel like our listeners know this, but Scott and I record remote. So this was a little bit different. And uh, there was <laughs> Zach planned very well. Very, you very
3: know, what? Zach
0: procrastinated setting yes. up the whole setup, Amanda. and So, literally 10 minutes before we were about to record,
2: Amanda he
0: realized he didn't have a piece to plug in both microphones.
2: True, or no. both
1: true. <sighs> anyway, our setup <laughs> struggled. So, Amanda's sitting in the other room. This is Zach, so interesting. Zach banished Amanda to their closet.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like. I'm going to say this, and I know I'm going to sound like an asshole, and I mean it 100%. Will you go record in the closet? He wanted to give me the full Harry Potter experience. Uh, hey, yes. Go live under the stairs. Go live the under cupboard, the stairs. And then yep. we'll do this podcast. Okay, I love well,
1: it. Let me just set the record straight. Amanda <laughs> is in the bedroom, not in the closet. She's relaxing in our in our bed. Uh, Uh, doing this whole thing under the stairs under the stairs (laughs) (laughs) and uh it's just such a (laughs) such a weird experience this might Um, be
3: this might hold the record for the weirdest podcast we've recorded just because we've had to stop several times i don't know man the jizz
1: episode from from one piece might might still be that
3: i i think i blocked that from my memory but like We've had to stop. We'd have to take several intermissions so Amanda could charge her damn phone. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. this has been a uh, fucking hot mess. So, and so also, let us just say thank you <laughs> for putting up with this fucking episode because this has been a mess.
0: Yeah.
3: It's supposed to be easier to record together. You know
0: what remotely, I think it is? So for the viewers, listeners, um, you can't see, but in the Zoom call... Um, I am actually in space.
3: She's in space. Yeah, it's true.
0: And I think that that's the main issue. Yeah, um, yeah, I am floating in space and the reception is not good.
3: Yeah, you have pretty decent reception for being in space. I gotta it's not got to say she's got that Starlink. God damn it.
2: <laughs> All right, With folks. Jeffy B in space. <laughs>
1: Jeffy B. <laughs> Jeffy B. <laughs> Jeffy B. God damn it. All right. That's, that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us for this one. Uh, as always, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about the show. It means a ton. So please keep that up. Thank you to Amanda, my beautiful wife, for joining us tonight. I Aww. love you. Um, and yeah, this, this was, this was a blast. So uh, we will catch you guys next week. Be sure to hit us up on, Uh, Twitter and Instagram at we don't want a pod and be on the lookout because Scott and I have a shirt dropping. It could have potentially dropped soon, depending on depending on when this episode comes out. Surely it will live by now. Surely it will by now. I blew it. Anyway, we've got a bitchin' shirt design that's coming out very, very soon. So, Uh, anybody who's interested in that, please keep your eyes peeled on the social medias on how to get your hands on that. Uh, it's going to be fucking cool, man. I'm so stoked. So very, very excited to share with, share that with you guys. And, uh, that's going to do it for us. We will see you guys next time. Bye. (laughs) really hoping you were going to do the bikey. Snape hey, comes hey, back.
2: Pause. Yes.
1: I need to use restroom real quick.
2: God, wow. Zach, we literally
1: just took a break. I know, and I didn't have to. Give me a second.
0: It's all those grapies. grapes.
1: <laughs> grapes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll hear about it later. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll hear about it later. He's sticking him up his asshole, isn't he? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. Always.
3: Speaking of rectum wreckers, grapes and Zach's asshole god um, damn it zach
0: it's a good pastime it's a good pastime that's how <laughs> they make wine it.
3: right they crush it in yep. their assholes that's how the best butt wine is made
0: yep you gotta let it brew up in there for a you little bit um, <laughs> oh hell yeah
3: chapter 24 hey, was wait, that wait, all let, let's
1: pause let's pause let's pause. Let's pause. Okay. Uh, Amanda's phone is like at 5%. Probably. My
0: phone's okay. gonna die.
1: All
2: right, well, plug that shit in, I guess.
0: All right, Sayonara bitches.
2: <laughs>